Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our next 633 event, the live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, how to donate, and how to find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 4, 8 through 11, posing the question, two steps forward, one step back. As we have been doing together, once we've got the text in front of us, if you're physically able to stand, let's stand for the reading of God's word. What I'd like to do is take us back uh, to show the contrast of the text to verse four. So this is Galatians 4. It says, but when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, Galatians 4, 5, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, seven, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. However, at that time when you did not know God, you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that perhaps I have labored over you in vain. May the Lord write his word upon our hearts. You may be seated. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for each precious soul that's entered this place. Thank you that we have a chance to uh, consider your word and to be those who hear what the Spirit would say to your church. Lord, this Little section that we're going to study is powerful. It was written to a group of early believers, much like us, who had all the temptations of retreat, all the temptations of returning back to the old life, all the temptations of going two steps forward and one step back. Father, we feel that pull. We are prone to wander. Lord, we feel it. We're prone to leave the God we love. Would you take our hearts and seal them? Seal them for thy courts above. Father, we look at ancient Israel and we know how much they were tempted to go back to Egypt even in the midst of your direct presence and your miracles. And Lord, uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, we know that Paul said we need to learn from that example of their failure lest we fall. So this is a, a text we really need to consider for ourselves, not for somebody else, but for us. So would you do your work? Would you speak to your church? Would you speak to our hearts? Would you do what you want to do this morning and be glorified in our time together? In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. amen. Two steps forward, one step back. Maybe that resonates with some of you. I was looking at the origin of the saying, and apparently it comes from an anecdote about a frog in a well. And the story is that the frog would take two leaps forward to try to get out of the well and slide back a little bit. There's another way to say it, that it's one step forward and two steps back, and that may fit with how you feel this morning, <laughs> that sometimes you feel like you take a couple steps forward or one step forward, then you're a couple back. 
And this is part of the reality. If we're going to be honest about the Christian life, we all struggle with the temptation to retreat, to turn back, to give up. When we studied the little powerful phrase, Abba, Father, we saw that it was uh, recorded three times in the New Testament. And the one time that Jesus spoke it in Mark 14, 36, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he cries, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In times of suffering, when we can't make sense of life, and we've been talking about the tragedies that have happened in the Inland Empire and in Southern California and thinking about just the unpredictability of life, it's hard when we suffer, we sometimes want to retreat. And these are... These are forks in the road for many of us to decide whether our faith can carry us forward in times that we have question marks about the problem of evil and about the difficulty of sometimes just the Christian life. And I think we all would do ourselves a favor if we acknowledge that the Christian life can be a challenge. It's a struggle. Paul talks about that struggle in Ephesians 6 when he's talking about the armor of God and he says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. It's our struggle. And I want you to just feel that for a second. It's our collective struggle. You are not alone if you struggle. And it seems like on a given day, we can feel like we're very sold out to the Lord and we're in love with him and Abba, Father, you know, we feel like maybe we couldn't get any closer to God. And then there's other times when it seems like my flesh can so quickly, you know, take uh, first place in my life and in my attitude. And this is part of what Paul was dealing with, with this ancient church, but it, it's very relevant to our time. Two steps forward, one step back. He says in verse 8, however, at that time, if you have an ESV, it says, formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves. Now, some of you may be brand new to the faith. Some of you may be examining the Christian faith. And some of you can think of a time, you know, maybe you're many years removed from uh, being a non-Christian where uh, that's a distant memory. And for some of you, it's just months ago that you were a non-Christian. And when you were a non-Christian, the Bible defines that as not knowing God. Jesus said, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Christianity is about knowing God. The idea in the Hebrew is a Hebrew word called yada, and it speaks of intimacy. It speaks of knowing somebody, like the person that you know the best right now on the planet. It's that idea. It's an intimate knowledge. It's captured in the phrase, Abba, Father. It's familial. It's when I'm in the deepest valleys or the highest heights, my heart's cry is to my Father, my Father in heaven. This is what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian is to know God and to be known by God. When God addressed Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
It's to be known by God and to know God. I've shared that with people that I've witnessed to. I know God. And some people think, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean you know God? But his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I belong to him. And this is what it means to be a Christian. It's a relationship. You may have heard that emphasized in Christian circles because that is what it is. It's not about keeping a calendar. It's not about going to a certain building on a certain day of the week. It's not about how you dress or what you eat or don't eat. Those can be add-ons. Those can be frosting on the cake, if you will, but they're not the core. The core of being a Christian is to know God and to be known by God. And this is the beautiful reality of what it means to be a Christian. It's that he knows me and I know him. It's that his spirit resides within me. Isn't that fabulous? Isn't that amazing? It's, we're not talking about religious duty here. We're talking about relationship. But there was a time, and we read you know, this incredible section about uh, uh, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, his Holy Spirit, verse six, into our hearts. We cry, Abba, Father, we're no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, verse seven, we're an heir through God, all these celebratory things. But then Paul says, however, <laughs> however, hold on a minute. Think of a contrast. Formerly, when you did not know God, verse eight, you were slaves to what? To those which by nature are no gods. Now you could say your former state as a non-Christian was one of ignorance of God without a relationship with God. Ephesians 2.12 says, you were without God and without hope, excluded from the promises of God. And this is captured in a word that is the word life. You didn't have life. And someone might say, well, what do you mean? Here I am breathing, walking around. No, we're talking about a quality of life. Eternal life is not just about a quantity. It's about a quality of life. It's about the life of God living inside of you. Alienation is the condition of a non-Christian. It's to be separated from God. It's to be separated from his love and his life. Not that he doesn't love you, but you don't know him. You're not in a relationship with him because it is sin that separates and alienates. And Jesus becomes that bridge to bring us back to God. And it is important that we remember, if you've been a Christian for many decades, that you don't forget where you've come from because it's easy to forget. If you've been walking with the Lord for a while, it's easy to forget how far you have come. This idea of Abba Father, I mentioned to you last week, uh, is in the setting of the Garden of Gethsemane. It's in the setting of Romans chapter 8, verse 15. If you didn't mark this down last week, where Abba Father is repeated other than Galatians 4. Those are the two other places. And Romans 8 is probably one of my most favorite chapters in the Bible because it starts with no condemnation, Romans 8.1. It talks about there's no separation, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, Romans 8.39, I think it is. Those are the two bookends. And in between it says God works all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. Isn't that beautiful? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor, must resort to live streaming their Wednesday night and Sunday morning services. If your church isn't able to live stream their service, we invite you to fellowship with us from the comfort of your home during this unfortunate time. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Those are the two bookends, and in between it says God works all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. Isn't that beautiful? That's where that Abba Father is set. But Romans 8 also talks about that we go through trials and tribulations. We are slaughtered all day long. At the end of Romans 8, Paul says, but then he says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And this is the beauty of what it means to be a Christian. It means I can turn into God in my tough times rather than turning away from God. But this short section does explore the reality that some of us take two steps forward and one step back. And maybe it feels like we take one step forward and two steps back. As strange as it may sound, the pull of the old life or former life before Christ pulls at us And the temptation is to return to slavery. That is so tragic. Look at Galatians 5.1. Paul says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to what? A yoke of slavery. Don't do that. Don't go back and put yourself in prison when the prison door has been unlocked. Don't go back to the old haunts. Don't go back to the old ways. You were slaves back then. Now you're free. Keep standing in your freedom. Don't let anybody take it away. Don't let the devil take it away. You might ask, why do people give in and go back? Why am I tempted to go back to my old life? 
two thoughts, and you may have more. One, I think there's a realization at some point in the Christian life that, that's gonna, that this is going to cost me. <laughs> and maybe I didn't read the full contract the first time I walked forward at a church service or a crusade because you can't get the whole contract in one sermon. And if you got the whole contract in one sermon, you might not sign up. Anybody? <laughs> Hey, I'm 30 years into this now, and when I first walked down the aisle, there was no doubt the gospel was true, and I was walking down with my beautiful wife to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I was carrying a big bag of baggage behind me. And people didn't tell me the first day I got saved, now get ready, because the Christian life is going to be, it's going to cost you. And you're going to have a spiritual enemy called the devil. And there's going to be challenges to your flesh and your pride. And he's going to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ and put you in a refiner's fire. How many of you would say, yeah, baby? No, when you first become a Christian, hey, everything's new. And that's beautiful. And that's the way it should be. But there's a cost. Jesus said, count the cost. Who builds a building without first calculating the cost? Who goes to war without first examining whether or not you can win the battle? And there's a cost to being a Christian. Secondly, why do people relapse? Familiarity. Let's face it, sometimes we've been so used to certain triggers we get triggered to stress, we get triggered to fear, and we go back to things that make us comfortable. For some people, they, they abuse drugs. For other people, it might be that they go back and they eat a gallon of ice cream. Can I get a witness? <laughs> anyway, frozen yogurt. You can, you can fill in the blanks here. And of course, it gets much more serious than that, right? Because for some Christians, they're tempted to go back to pornography. They're tempted to go back to a lot of things. Thinking that maybe somehow that will be the answer. Cost. Maybe familiarity. One writer says, The pre-Christian experiences of Jews and Gentiles were decidedly different, but Paul thinks of both of them as times of enslavement. This is Wilson. He says, For some it dawns on them that to go any further would require more than they want to give. So we glanced over our shoulder at the past and concluded it would be easier simply to turn around and head back rather than to continue and move forward in the face of difficulties. This is where the Galatians are, perhaps where you are or have been. They find themselves in a tough spot. The way forward doesn't look either obvious or easy. So they decided to turn back to what's familiar, close quote. And one of the things that's been pounding at the Galatian Christians is false teaching. They've had people come into town and say, it's not as easy as the Apostle Paul has made it sound. You must do this to be saved. You must be circumcised. You must keep the laws of Moses. You must have a kosher diet. And on and on it goes. And so some were turning back. Some were heading back to the old familiar things, but Paul says it's an enslavement. It was a time when you didn't know God. You were not free. And the Bible tells us that not everyone that uh, is just simply walking the planet is a child of God. 
little while back, we did a memorial service for a young man, died in his early 20s. And this place was filled with a lot of people, and the uncle of this young man gave the eulogy. And it was a heavy, sad service. And the uncle stood up, and he said these words. After saying a lot of different things, he said to this crowd, not everyone is going to heaven. It's not an automatic. And it was about as quiet in the room as it is right now. And this room was filled with a lot of people that are not regularly in church. And when the words left his mouth on a human level, I was even uncomfortable. (laughs) Although I've said the same words so many times I've lost count to warn people about the reality of heaven and hell. But when they left his mouth, I was like, ooh. It kind of even made me a little uncomfortable. Not everybody, and we're talking about someone who's just died and people are mourning and it's difficult, but let me ask you a question, brethren. How many people, a couple years removed from those words being spoken in a place like this, are probably thinking about those words? Now, we could get up here and say, oh, everybody's okay, everybody's gonna make it in the end, everybody will just be up with the Lord and looking down on us, and we, and we, can, we can comfort ourselves and pat ourselves on the back all day long, but the question is, is that true? Or is that just us trying to make everybody, including ourselves, feel comfortable without rocking the boat? See, not everybody's gonna end up in heaven because not everybody knows God. In fact, Jesus shared some um, parables where he is pictured as the king or the bridegroom, and he says to people knocking on the door, depart from me, I never knew you. I don't know you. I don't know you, and you don't know me, so depart from me. You've been listening to Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, part one on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 4, 8 through 11. And don't forget, if you've missed any part of today's program, you can listen on walkintruth.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And so, you know, Pastor Michael Lance is the senior pastor here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. And we want to invite you to one of our Wednesday night or Sunday morning services here in person or live streamed on YouTube. Join Pastor Michael and the Living Truth Christian Fellowship family in worship and for an inspiring teaching in the Bible. You can find Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube and by going to walkintruth.com. Pastor Michael and all of us here on the Walk in Truth team would love it if you joined us. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a word. Well, as we deal with this message, two steps forward, one step back, well, the question is, how do I stop myself from going backward from taking those steps in the wrong direction, which really means how do I stop from returning to my old sinful ways? Now, there is a key to all of this, and all of this is that you got to feed the inner man, feed the right stuff, stay in the things of God, suit up every day with the armor of God. In fact, Pastor Michael, yours truly, has a book. It's called Suit Up putting on the full armor of God. And one of the goals of that book was to say, hey, here's how you can avoid falling to temptation. Here's how you can put on the armor of God so that you can stand and not fall. If you want a copy of that book, reach out to us. You can request it 
when you reach out to us through walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd like to get a copy in your hands, uh, any donation amount, maybe five, ten dollars And uh, we'd love to send the book your way. And if you have nothing to give, request it anyway, and we'll send you a copy. We'd like to get it into your hands. And by the way, you can get the book also at Amazon. Just look up, up Suit Up by Pastor Michael Lance. And I think this will help you in moving forward and not stepping backward. Well, hey, we have a special event coming up. Our next 633 event is happening on Sunday night, August the 16th. These are these uh, apologetics events that we've been talking to you about that we like to put on to deal with things that are happening in our culture. And man, there is so much happening. There's a lot of topics we could address, but this time around, we're going to have a guest named Monique Dusan, and she's going to be dealing with race, injustice, and the gospel of critical theory. Now, these events happen at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. They begin at 6.33 in the evening, and they are live-streamed. So you can join us via live stream. We'll have the ability for you to ask a question. We also are going to have people in person here at the fellowship. More to come. Just mark your calendar. We'll give you more on this next 6.33 event that's coming up. Well, we'll catch you next time as we continue on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back tomorrow. We'll catch you then. God bless. And before you go, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on the radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. So if you can make a donation, we would really appreciate it. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, called Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.